0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman. and I'm thrilled to share some time again with you today. It's spring here in New Jersey. Well, at least we've got the, uh, the April showers part of spring. Hopefully, uh, the Mayflowers will be creeping up and not uh, in the uh, not in the form of dandelions all over my lawn, but something pretty. Uh, at least that's what I'm hoping for. Um, in any case, I'm totally confident that we're finally heading towards warmer weather. And quite honestly, after this winter. We deserve it. In any case, you know when I looked at my calendar this morning, I was super excited as I usually am in the mornings when I get the opportunity to share some time with somebody who I feel is both really smart and really good at relaying their wisdom to others. So today I've got somebody who's the real deal on many levels as you'll immediately see after we get this conversation going. In my search to continually bring both interesting as well as super beneficial guests, today's show is right on par. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who plays the game full out who has been there and done that, and has got the chops to help others to successfully follow in his footsteps. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, mastermind groups, through powerful words character development, all-star cheer sites, or dance sites done right, you know how much I focus on finding and using the right resources to the maximum potential, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So, today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information and content to help you succeed, as well as a fun way to deliver it. So, I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Because, as you know, we only go around once. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, right? Alrighty, boys and girls. It's now that time I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your child, your wife, your husband, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately usable information and I want you to get every single second of it. So before we officially get going, I want to give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Aaron Marcus is America's premier acting and commercial modeling career coach. He's been a full-time actor and commercial model for nearly three decades. To date, he's been booked 1,207 times. Wow. Recently, Aaron was cast as Dr. Stephen Leopold on NBC show Do No Harm, was cast in two feature films, worked on the TV show Rectify, just shot a TV commercial for Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia, and was cast in two commercial modeling projects. You've probably seen him on Law Enforcement, Criminal Intent, The Wire, and in the movie with George Clooney, Burn After Reading. Aaron has been cast in ads for companies such as Disney World, AT&T, Kmart, Starkist Tuna, Coca-Cola, and McDonald's. Aaron's the author of How to Become a Successful Commercial Model, now in its fifth edition. It's the most comprehensive and helpful book for actors and models anywhere. He's given over 500 acting and modeling workshops in four countries today. Aaron's also the founder of www.howtomodel.com. His ads have appeared throughout the US, Canada, Europe, the Netherlands, and Asia, and have been seen in magazines such as People, Maxim, Newsweek, Sports Illustrated, Time, Forbes, and the New York Times. He also publishes the Tearsheet Newsletter, an incredibly helpful acting and modeling newsletter, and two amazing directories. Wow, folks, we've definitely got the real deal here. Aaron, welcome to the real deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hey, it's so great to be here with you, Jason. Thank you, thank you. So, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity of reading your book or the pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak yet, do me a favor, take a second, share your story with our listeners. You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Aaron Marcus?
1: Well, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, (laughs) It's been a long time, uh, but I tell you what what I really love uh, about life is not only getting an opportunity to interact with other people, being able to help guide other people, uh, that's something that I find really helpful because both in the in the acting and modeling world, as as it is with many businesses, there are lots of roads that people can take. There are lots of unethical uh, people who will, you know, check out your wallet without giving you any kind of Uh, Realistic information, and so to be able to place people in the right path and give them the knowledge that they need to have the success that they desire—that really turns me on.
0: Spectacular, spectacular. Well, let's dive in. Um, I I always love to find out, you know, you know what what makes people do certain things. So, you know, what got you started in acting and modeling?
1: You know, it's a funny thing because a lot of times people when, when when they hear about you know, full-time actors and models, they think, oh, well, this person must have started you know, at age four and you know got on stage and was doing commercials. I didn't get started until my late 20s. And then the reality is I was planning on being a physical therapist. And I started taking all the classes that I avoided all my life. Uh, and I had to take all the science classes, and I was going to begin applying to physical therapy school. And in order to support myself, I needed a job and I had a couple of requirements. One is I needed a job that I really loved doing. I needed a job, and this was just a part-time job, I needed a job that I thought was going to be uh, really uh, interesting, Uh, one that had flexible hours, and also one that paid a pretty good amount per hour so that I didn't have to take that much time away from being in college. So, as I was in school, I, I happened to meet an actor. He told me what he did, and I thought, well, that sounds interesting. And I started looking into it more, and I started meeting some local agents, and I started doing acting and commercial modeling, which is modeling for regular looking people, not, not fashion people. And I started doing it on a part time basis while I was in school. And all of a sudden, I found that I was loving doing the work, I, I was getting work. And I decided that that's what I wanted to pursue.
0: Wow. That's, you know, first of all, it's a fabulous answer. Second of all, you know, what a great opportunity. I mean, number one, to meet somebody who's actually doing the thing and learn straight from the horse's
1: mouth and then
0: actually just go do it.
1: It was, I tell you, it was a hard decision in certain ways because. You know, here I spent quite a few years of well it was two years of taking all these classes and I was about to get married and my fiance at the time who still is my wife uh, she thought she was going to be marrying a guy who was in physical therapy school and would be a physical therapist and so not that I had any kind of pressure from her, um, but you know, certainly I did hear things from family members like what are you doing? What are you out of your mind? You know, you're going to be a physical, you're gonna be a physical therapist? And and what I found was I decided to trust my heart, uh to trust um, what I was feeling and even though I really enjoyed the information that I was learning from physical therapy, I loved learning about anatomy, loved learning how the body worked. But the day-to-day work itself wasn't turning me on like acting and modeling did.
0: Hmm. Well, there's certainly—I mean, there are a whole lot of lessons in what you just said. I mean, number one, if you're not—if you're not living your passion, um, there, there are a whole lot of problems about to happen. So, you know, good on you for actually doing that. I mean, it would have been the easier road, I'm sure, to simply stay in school.
1: In some ways, but exactly with what you said at the very top of the show. You know, you only go around once and make sure it's a hell of a ride. And so um, I just decided, I, I, I felt that I could be a very successful physical therapist. I spent 300 hours volunteering in orthopedic hospitals. I made great connections with orthopedists. I felt like I was going to be set up. Uh, people would be sending me. But you know what? My life really wouldn't have been all that enjoyable. Look, having money is great. But if, if you feel dead while you're, uh, while you're living it, eh, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, not so much, not so much. So tell me this because I, I know so little about the acting and, and modeling world. What kind of marketing strategies did you use to stand out and, and actually are you still using to, to stand out and get yourself booked?
1: Well, I can tell you that uh, what I used to do and what I do today is quite a bit different uh, just because of the way that the electronic world has changed. Uh, I used to always send out and, and once again, the information that i 'm giving you uh, as far as how I marketed myself to the acting and modeling world is probably exactly the same for any kind of any kind of business. You know whether you have a cheerleading school, whether you have a martial arts school it 's all going to be very I believe very similar uh, Years ago and i 'll make this one short years ago, I used to send out postcards uh, to everybody, which meant uh buying the postcards, uh having somebody create the postcards for me, taking it to a shop, uh, getting them bundled, getting all the zip codes in the right order, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And basically sending out notices to people. Uh, there are people who will buy lists um, from companies. I never did that. Uh, I I really didn't want to send things unsolicited although you know that might that might really work for a lot of people I was fortunate I was already building up my own list just from my own contacts you know I need an agent I put all their information into a database you know well now I have everything in Excel spreadsheets Uh, if I meet a photographer if I meet an art and creative director from advertising agencies um, you know I meet photographers, anybody related to the industry. they go into my database, and so the way that I do things now is typically I will send I try to send out individual emails and i know uh, look I, I use programs that allow me to do mass mass emailings and and uh, and uh, have people 's first names in there, but I, you know I find that I I have different messages for different people, so I take the time and do individual notes to people, and I think it's really, really important to stay in touch uh, with those uh, who potentially could be helping you with work, And, and the crazy thing is, sometimes it doesn't even matter what you say, it's just a matter of having them keep you in mind as they are making decisions
0: makes sense. I mean, I've, I've always been a major fan of client engagement and that's exactly what you're talking about. So, you know, sometimes just because you can automate something doesn't necessarily mean you should automate something.
1: Yeah. And, and the crazy thing was, uh, just because fortunately I've been extremely busy and I've been working on a bunch of different projects. And so my marketing had been kind of lax. And so I just recently started doing this again and all of a sudden four bookings just came in. Directly, I know it was directly from sending sending out personal emails, just saying hello, you know, letting them know some of the things I've been working on. But even if you don't have that much to say, hey, just wanted to check in with you, just wanted to uh, let you know I'd love to work with you again. I know it's been a couple of years, and hope you're doing well. And you know, just reminding people that you are still around is crucial.
0: That's enormous. That's, that 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 very well may be one of the smarter things I've heard in, in, in quite a while, you know, just reminding people.
1: Yeah. It doesn't take much. And, and, the, and the funny thing is you have to let your ego completely go away because there are some agents that I've worked with for over 20 years. And so there's a part of me that would say, well, of course these people remember, I don't have to send them a note that, you know, I've been with them for over 20 years. And there's another part of me that is more logical and more realistic and I'm thinking, you know what, there have probably been, uh, you know, three or four new agents working in that agency who have no idea who I am. And so when I'm not hearing from them, you know, it's easy to to blame an agent, it's easy to blame other people, but the fact of the matter is I wasn't doing a good enough job of staying in touch with them to let them know I'm around or even introduce myself to somebody working at an agency that I might have been with for 20 or 25 years and so it's my fault and so I I think also by stop when you stop blaming other people for your lack of success and start learning what you need to do will be incredibly helpful to you as a matter of fact and I'm sorry I know I'm making this a long answer but this just kind of came into my head there are times when people ask me uh, other actors or models you know, I haven't heard from my agent for a long time. You know, what, what should I do? Should I just find a new agent? And, and once again, this holds true for any kind of business. What I always do is, that I tell them, look, contact the agent. See if you can sit down and talk with the person. And instead of blaming them and saying, look, I've been with you for six months. I've been with you for a year. I haven't gotten anything from you. Instead of blaming them and pushing them into a corner and basically insinuating they're not doing your job. I always, I'll contact somebody and I'll say, hey, look, I haven't heard from you in about six months. Just wanted to ask you, is there anything I can do? Do you have any suggestions for me as to what I can do to get more work happening here? And that way you're asking for help. You're not uh, backing them up into a corner. You're not accusing them of anything. And you'd be surprised as to what kind of information you might get that will be invaluable to you.
0: Well and again you know it's it's a win win because obviously everybody works on a percentage, so the more they book the more you know the more everybody earns absolutely so that's that that's smart and I've seen it you know my my wife's a professional speaker, and you know again she's got her agents that you know there are times where it's like gosh you know why have I, why haven't I heard from this one in two months and it's a very similar thing you know it's an awful lot of reach out it's an awful lot of uh, edible arrangements being sent um but anything that that really allows the opportunity um, to reconnect, and, and not in a in a derogatory "Hey, what the hell's wrong with you?" kind of way. Um, exactly. My my favorite part of that that answer though was taking responsibility. Um, I think so many people like to blame everybody else for their lack of success. So thank you for actually pointing that out. I, I, that that's really big. Somebody actually who's listening to this right now um, just saw themselves in that comment. So, thank you for bringing it up. It's important.
1: You're very welcome. And I tell you it's very it's a very easy place for us to get to. And in some ways it's a um, it's it's the easy way out. It's easy just to blame everybody else and to be angry. You know, you hear about the angry artist, you know, who's always starving and is always blaming, other people just don't understand me. They don't get my genius you know, or whatever it is. And once again, this holds true for any kind of industry. And I think it takes more work, and takes more effort, and I also think uh, you have to be uh, stronger to realize, okay, so why why aren't people uh, wanting to work with me? Why aren't people signing up for my school? Why aren't people taking the classes that I think are incredible? And it's harder to really look at yourself, look at your business model. Uh, maybe you're you're not uh, working with the right people that can help train you and get the information that you need to have success. And that's much more difficult. And that's scarier to do than to just sit in a corner and just blame everybody.
0: That's a great point. I love that. T- talk to me about, um, and this is something probably um, outside of, of what many of, Our listeners are are used to or or would understand but you know what goes into you know finding and hiring an agent you know like I I, obviously in in your world in the entertainment industry it's mandatory right
1: well pretty pretty much it depending on what you want to do and and I'll I'll give you that answer but then I'll give you the bigger answer to what, what you're really asking there are plenty of people that I personally coach or have taken my workshops who really learn, and because some things I talk about, is how you can market yourself and get work on your own. Now, I can tell you, you are always better off having an agent, but even if you have an agent, I highly recommend that you market yourself and try to get work on your own. And depending on the situation, even if you do all the work, you still want to send it through your agent and pay your agent the percentage, even if they had nothing to do with the job, because for many reasons, it's in your best interest. But... As far as how to find a great agent, you know, I know that sometimes, (laughs) because I I go to lots of events, I'm a guest speaker at a lot of places, and when people ask agents those kinds of questions, typically the kinds of answers that I've heard people say is, well, it's like finding a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, it's like finding, you know, it's when your heart is there and you feel it, then that's how it works, you know. I don't know, I like things much more concrete. It's kind of like, well, what are you looking, you know, as an agent, what are you looking for? And then the agent will say, well, I'm looking for personality. And I'm going, what are you kidding? We're not <laughs> talking about personality here. If you're in the fashion world, you've got to be between six feet and six feet two if you're a guy. You know, you've got to be between five, nine, and, and six feet tall if you're a woman with sizes size of 34, 24, 30. Don't say personality because it's just too generic. It's not really giving the right information. So to answer your question, What to look for? Well, a couple things. One is you want to make sure that the agent represents people in your category. In smaller markets outside of, let's say, New York, LA, Miami, Chicago, actually Chicago is really third, then maybe Miami, uh, pretty much most of the agents represent everybody. They will represent the people doing TV commercials, they will represent people doing voiceover work like radio commercials, uh, training films, uh, whether it's you know commercial modeling, whether it's TV shows that might come through the area. So for smaller markets, typically the agents you, you know, will represent everybody. But in the larger markets, they do specialize. So first, make sure that they do represent your particular type. The, the next thing that I would do, and this is really more of a process of how to find the, the agent as well, is go to their website and look at the uh, models and the actors that they're representing, and even if you know nothing about photography you'll be able to tell, you know, are these really good pictures of people? Are these people uh, professionally photographed? Or did somebody just go in somebody's backyard or basement and take some snapshots and people look blurry and there's junk in the background? Uh, so you want to make sure it's a it's a good professional site. You also want to find out, you know, what kinds of companies, what kinds of jobs do they do? Uh, do they submit people for? Uh, And look, a lot of a lot of the smaller agents in smaller markets. Once again, they do all of this stuff. Then what it does come down to is you want to set up a meeting, and you do want to go in and speak with somebody there. And you know, kind of like with any interview, you've got to remember that it's not like you are powerless and that the agent is daddy or mommy and they are, you know, telling you what's... Look, you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you, because the reality is we, actors and models, we can get work without an agent. Agents cannot make a living without us. So I'm not saying that agents aren't important, and of course they are, and agents will be very helpful to have, but don't give your power away because... If you're really good, you're making the agent money. So, one of the things that I would do is, as you're talking, you know, I would ask, what kinds of things uh, do you see me being booked for or submitted for, what, what types? And, you know, listen to what they say, listen to how they talk to you. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier before um, uh, we started recording, use your intuition. And I'm telling it, if something doesn't feel right to you, if you feel like you're just being sold, if you're being told that uh, you're going to be a star and it's going to cost you a lot of upfront money, that would make me very nervous. And so, interview. You know, it's like you know, seeing a doctor. You know, interview a couple people. Make sure this is somebody that you can relate to, somebody that you respect, somebody who seems knowledgeable. And I'm not saying that you've got to love your agent. Look, there are I, I freelance with a lot of agents. And there are some agents that i don 't think are all that nice they they I work with them and i have a you know I had very decent working relationship with them. Would I be married to them no uh <laughs> you know would I hang out with them no and that's okay you know you don't have to love everybody you work with but as long as you feel that uh there's a res- you know there's a a a respect going on there um I you know then that's that sounds great and as long as they are submitting you for the right kinds of roles but I guess overall use your gut reaction and and uh, you know just make sure you check out a few different people so these
0: are these are these are very similar guidelines that you know would make sense almost for any vendor a business would deal with
1: absolutely Absolutely, and once again, look, you might have to deal with a vendor that you're not crazy about, and that's all right. You know, you learn how to deal with people that don't have the same kinds of morals that you have or or deal with people in the same way, and, and maybe they're not so, um, you know, so warm and fuzzy that maybe that's what you like, and they're more business-like when you go there. Hey, look, I've got some doctors. I'd love to have, you know, real fuzzy, feely, nice, you know, sweet kinds of doctors but you know, some of the doctors I see are really good and they're clinicians. And they come in, they say, okay, this, 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 and this. They'll answer my questions. All right, thank you very much. See you next. That's okay too. But you have to make sure that you are happy with the situation and that you trust the person and that uh, you think it's a good mutual relationship.
0: Sounds fair. Definitely sounds fair. Sounds like some lawyers I have. Uh, (laughs) So in any case, it's... One thing, you know, like one of the things that we always tell our clients uh, and, you know, really request our clients is we talk about, you know, how do we get our content or our information into the hands of everybody who needs it and can you do it for free? So, you know, talk to me about, you know, the importance of providing free content to your audience.
1: Well, you know, and it's really interesting uh, that you brought that up because I remember listening to a couple of, uh, podcasts and some guest speakers and their idea was try to tease people you know don't give people too much because if you give everything out in your interview then there's nothing left to buy and so I tried that idea I'll be honest with you I tried it once during an interview and it was something like so if you want to find an agent uh, if you turn to page 26 of my book uh, you will find the top 10 things that you need to do to find a great agent. And I finished the interview and I got off the phone. I felt like I needed to take a shower. It felt bad to me. I felt like I was being dishonest. I felt like I was, uh, in some ways, I, I was kind of like cheating people. That's mm-hmm. really what it felt like to me. And what I always used to do and what i continue continued to do is this. Give out as much content as you can because I put myself in the same situation if I'm attending somebody's workshop and they are just teasing me so that I will purchase their program I'm gonna purchase their book I'll purchase you know their mentoring program and I'm thinking well you've got to tell me something first I've got to know that this is something that's going to be helpful to me and there's just no way you could possibly give out everything in a 30-minute interview, in a two-hour workshop, or whatever it is, that would uh, make somebody say, well, okay, I've already learned all that, don't need you anymore. So my feeling is, give people information. Do not hold back. Give them everything that you can during that time period. And whether they sign up with you or not for things, that's okay. You know, I I just kind of feel like, That's the way I like to run my business. When you give out great content, great information, people will appreciate it. They will feel your passion. They will hear it, and they want to get more. And there's always more information to be gotten.
0: That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I love it. All right. question I have for you. You know, (laughs) after 20 plus years in the entertainment industry, you must have like, you know, a top favorite story that you have. Kind of like the. Shares with us what it's like to be an actor because I'm sure many of the listeners are always you know it's a dream out there for somebody it says you know guy I wonder what that's got to be like Do you have like one of your favorite stories that you'd share? <laughs>
1: um, well, you know what there you know if we had about 30 hours I could probably do a lot of stories here <laughs> I tell you one one of the things and I think this will be very helpful to to uh, everybody listening today. Um, don't try to read into people's reactions during an interview so for me interviews are auditions and it's very easy to do an audition and people sometimes will gush all over you and say that is incredible oh I, I love that uh, finally you know you were the one person that understood this character are you available these dates? and so basically the story the story was this uh, I went into audition for a part that I, I knew I wasn't right for. It was for a construction worker. And if you go to howtomodel.com and you look at my picture, you're going to see, I look like I should be the, uh, the CPA for the construction company, but not the construction worker. I don't have that kind of look. So I decided, look, the agent called. I went in. I read. And at this particular audition, I was able to hear the director and the casting director uh, talk to the actors after the audition. Everybody's audition. they would walk over, hey, that was great, are you available on these dates? And I went in, I read, well, I thought I did, you know, an okay job, uh, felt right to me, even though I didn't look the part. And the guy, they just said, all right, thanks. And I walked out and I thought, well, I, don't know, I guess I really didn't look the part because I thought it was a good read, I thought, you know, felt right to me. And the crazy thing was, I booked the job. And when we finished shooting, and then I felt comfortable not asking the uh, director, I said, hey, I'm just, I'm just kinda, kinda curious, uh, you know, two things. How did I happen to get picked for this? And he said, well, you know, we did a lot of research, and we went to a lot of construction sites, and the crazy thing was, at every single construction site, there was always one guy who looked like he didn't belong there. You were the guy. <laughs> big burly guys, you know, tough guys. And you know me, I, I look like an accountant. So, that was one thing. And then I also followed up and I just said, you know, I'm kind of curious. Like for everybody else, you asked if they were available and, you know, and he said, really? I didn't ask if you were available. I really liked your read. He goes, oh, I, I guess I just forgot. So, what, what I took away from that is, you can't read into people's reactions, you know, whether you're interviewing for a job, People will give you all different kinds of looks and reads, and it can be meaningless. You know, you can be in the middle of doing a very serious monologue, and you might see somebody kind of snickering a little bit, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, this is this isn't funny." You know, this is a serious piece here, and then you find out later. You know, I don't know, somebody sneezed or something, and they thought it was funny, or who knows what's going on in somebody's mind. So, I, I guess you know what I really learned from that is that really you, you can't read people's brains and all you can do is prepare yourself, go in there, do what you plan to do. If somebody wants to make changes, you know, during the audition or people throw or throwing you questions at your interview that you didn't expect, listen to them and answer them and just be a human being in there. And, uh, Don't pay any attention to their reactions because we can really misread each other very easily.
0: That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right. It is time for our resource of the week. So, Aaron, tell me this. um, How can my listeners find out more about you and more about some of the really cool coaching and services that you offer? Um, I've I've looked around, and I, I think... I think a lot of this stuff is really neat, even though I have, I have no chance of ever becoming an actor at all. Um, I just...
1: but, but, but Jason, see, and that's so funny because there were so many people who I hear that kind of comment from with added down. Okay, look, if you said to me, I have no interest in acting, I really have no skills in front of the camera, I can't uh, put, you know, a couple of sentences together that are written for me. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're, literally, I'm just talking about as far as mm-hmm. taking written words and making a sound conversation. Okay. I understand that, but as far as being a commercial model, I've I've seen your pictures and without a doubt, you could be getting commercial modeling work. You know, And as soon as I mention modeling, everybody thinks of fashion models, but you are the police officer, you work for the CIA, you could be doing ads for the blue collar guy, Uh, you could be the shop teacher, you could be the real estate agent, you could be the dad, you could be the martial arts instructor uh... there are a lot of areas in the commercial modeling world that you would be perfect in. Now the trick is learning how to put together the right photos as well as learning how to work in front of a camera with the photographer but you know if that had any interest for you without a doubt you could be getting that work and that's the same thing for tons of other people who might have thought, yeah, you know, acting and modeling is something I used to think about, but, you know, I never pursued it, now I'm way too old, I've got a family, I can't be doing, the, you know, this kind of work. You'd be surprised, because in the commercial modeling world, there are many, 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 many different types that are needed. It's not all, you know, the beautiful looking people. As a matter of fact, the majority of it is not. Got it. All right, so, well, anyhow, I know I kind of interrupted you, but as soon as you said that, I just had to jump in with no, you. No, that's, that's important. Well, tell me, where where
0: can folks um, find out more about you and find out more about how you help folks?
1: Sure, yeah. It, well, my website is howtomodel.com. And h o w t o m o d e l H O W T O M O D E L.com. And for my coaching, you'll find it right on the website, but it's just uh, the howtomodel.com without the W's, forward slash coaching. Um, and you can learn about my I've got a mentoring program, I've got a two week program, a four week program, and basically I get an opportunity to work with people privately online and it's really phenomenal. And I get the opportunity to work with people literally around the world. Uh just worked with somebody in Australia, worked with people throughout Europe, uh worked with somebody in Spain last week. And uh it's really it makes the world much, much smaller and uh, it's great you know it's, it's a wonderful way of doing it and also on Facebook I, I put a lot of information there as well as a matter of fact I just wanted to mention on howtomodel.com uh, there are just speaking about content I've got three free videos for people who want to learn more about how to find an agent how to put together the right photos how to market yourself and get work on your own the three things that I was talking about uh, these are great videos all you, all you need to do is go to howtomodel.com fill out your information and they will be sent to you immediately and it's my gift to anybody who wants to learn more about the industry and yeah and Facebook it's just facebook.com forward slash how to model and I put content up there as well and people ask questions also
0: fabulous alright my final question for you Um, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or probably more importantly help them to live a better life what would that one piece of advice be?
1: Oh boy Uh, that's a great question and I guess it's like almost like a two-parter number one is find a great mentor find somebody that offers the information that you really need so that you are not doing like what I did when I first got started and just tried out millions of things by trial and error you know find somebody who really has done the kind of work that you need uh, to do and the other is just keep in mind as important as work is you know so is life and uh, it's sometimes it's very easy to be putting in 12, 15, 18 hours a day you know trying to make things happen and make sure you take some time for yourself too uh, because like you said at the very beginning you know we're only going around once and uh, at least most people think so and uh, (laughs) make sure you know it's a great ride
0: fabulous all right. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I know how busy your schedule is and it means the world to me that you would uh, take some of your time and share some of your wisdom with us.
1: Absolutely. It was a blast and I really, I love the interview, Jason. Thank you very much. Fabulous.
0: Fabulous. All right. Well, folks, that's all the time we've got for today. Thanks for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. I want you to set a goal, make a plan, and then work like hell towards achieving that goal. Get that success that you truly deserve. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities
1: with Jason, please visit JasonMSilverman.com.